uh, Ice Cube, Saturday Night Live, and uh, the mace- racist misportrayal of black men. So we're about to get started on Dr. Boyce TV and three, two, one, and go. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. All right, what's going on, guys? What's happening? I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. So if you're not black and intelligent, you definitely want to get the fuck out because we're about to have a serious conversation and grown folks are talking. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I want to say hello uh, to all my friends, all my peoples and my folks that's out here. Um, uh, make sure you follow DrBoyceTV.com if you like intelligent conversation. My goal is to educate and to elevate the conversation, not to the point where I believe I know everything, but really to the point where I, I just think we got to get past the bullshit. We got to start having real conversations instead of coonery and buffoonery. But, uh, you know, I'm, so I'm about to lay some stuff down for you real quick uh, before I actually head upstairs, um, because I think this needs to be addressed. Um, so put your hashtag B1 in the chat if you're black first. Uh, what's up, Marcus Small? Marcus Small is a brilliant filmmaker. And I just realized, Marcus, that I owe you a message I know you sent me a message. Uh, Marcus made a great, and I'm going to hit you back, brother. So you hit me again if I don't hit you back. Marcus made a film called The Melanin Code, which is great. You guys got to see it. It's important that we know about this stuff because, man, we're trying to build our own. We're trying to own everything. We're trying to own the stuff that affects us. And Melanin Code is uh, one of the original blackbusters. You know, we talk about blockbuster films. Uh, We got blackbusters, which are black-owned movies that come out of the black community that are supported by black people. That's extremely important because you don't want to sit around having your kids going out to Hollywood, uh, begging people, getting on the the director's couch and all this other nonsense so they can get a little stupid little movie role. You want children to be moguls. You want our community to own things. So uh, that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for the big piece of chicken. We're not trying to get little scraps and little chicken nuggets that the white man decides to throw at you. So anyway, um, so Melanie Cole's a great movie. I just want to mention that. Anyway, so uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please take a second. Please hit the thumbs up button. Let's talk for a minute. Uh, And actually, by the way, guys, I'm going to try a little experiment. Uh, I'm actually going to take the link uh, to actually come into the chat, and I'm going to put it in the chat. And uh, you can actually come into the uh, into the back room. And if you want to come on screen, you can actually come into the show. So this will be the first time I've done this. Uh, I'm using, I'm trying to get used to the software. Uh, so I'm probably going to fuck it up, but I'm gonna do my best. So, uh, I will. So if you're watching on, uh, either Facebook or YouTube, you will get this link. Uh, I'm gonna put this link in right now. So if you want to come in, come on in just, um, just, but just know you'll be backstage. You won't actually be on the screen just yet until I grab you. Please don't come in here acting crazy. Please keep your comments short so I don't have to interrupt you. I hate interrupting people. And also make sure you have good audio and good lighting so we can see you and we can hear you. Okay. So just make sure, you know, and like, don't be coming on with like hair nets on and and all this other thing or in your drawers or done. All right. So anyway, let me, let me jump in here and um, talk about uh, some of this, this whole thing with SNL. Um, Saturday Night Live did a little skit that I guess they thought it was funny. 
but I didn't, I didn't think it was funny because sometimes when something's funny, <clears throat> some things you can laugh off, uh, some things you can't. Some things you actually have to think about a little bit um, and address. And, uh, and and I'm not one that takes stuff overly seriously. Um, I can laugh at a lot of things. But uh, when you're talking about uh, what's affected Black people and where we are as a community and the struggles that we're having, um, <clears throat> you can't laugh everything off. Everything ain't funny. And, uh, and so uh, one of the things that I saw, somebody sent me um, a clip, uh, an image of uh, Ice Cube and um, or a portrayal of Ice Cube. It was a portrayal of Ice Cube and uh, Lil Wayne. And, and it was on SNL. They were both wearing MAGA hats. And uh, so Ice Cube and Lil Wayne show up on screen. Uh, allegedly, it, it wasn't them. It was actually, you know, like a, a comedian pretending to be them. And they're wearing these MAGA hats. <clears throat> and they asked him, you know, why did you support Donald Trump? And at the same time, they both said taxes. Right. So I'm going to show you guys the image. Let me see if I can share my screen real quick. I don't want to mess this up. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can. Get it up here. <clears throat> All right, so let's try this. There we go. All right, so here, here's the image, right? <clears throat> That's, uh, I forgot the actors. I want Keenan, what's his name? He's been on, he's probably, I guess, one of the least talented actors ever on SNL because he's been on there for, since forever. I mean, you know, most SNL actors move on to something bigger and better, but he's been stuck in, uh, I guess, actor purgatory for a long time. And um, and so, so I saw this, and the reason that I thought this was a problem and I'm not usually the guy who gets all serious and all caught up in somebody's uh, comedy, right? I can laugh at a lot of things. I, I've laughed at SNL. I laugh at South Park. A lot of stuff you can laugh at. Um, <clears throat> in this case, I didn't like uh, I didn't like that portrayal uh, because uh, for a few reasons. Uh, I wrote an article about it actually on my uh, Facebook page, and I broke it down. Like, I like to get in touch with exactly what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and try to lay it out so it's clear. Um, first of all, it was just a lie. I mean, it was a lie on multiple levels. Um, Ice Cube has never, give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. Have you ever seen Ice Cube wearing a MAGA hat? Has he ever been on video wearing a MAGA hat uh, anywhere? Has anybody, I mean, there was that one image they put out there that was Photoshop, but have you ever seen Ice Cube wearing a MAGA hat? Has, has he ever won, won No, the answer is no. He, he's never won a MAGA hat. Uh, <clears throat> number two, has Ice Cube ever um, endorsed Donald Trump? Has he ever come out and said, <clears throat> let's make America great again. Let's get Trump in office. Trump is my guy. I, I'm doing a photo op with Trump. I, I, have you ever seen Ice Cube uh, endorsing Donald Trump? Has he ever gone on Twitter and said, it's, it's Trump 2020, y'all. Let's get let's get it in. 2020, Trump. Have you ever seen that? Yes or no? Uh, yes or no? Have you ever seen Ice Cube do a photo op with Trump? I mean, we saw Lil Wayne do it. You know, Steve Harvey did it. A few other people did it. That's their right, by the way. That is their right. It's your right to support whoever you want, right? That's what democracy looks like. I know that we don't believe in democracy anymore. We believe in this weird aristocracy where you force people to make the decision that you want them to make. But in a democracy, you're supposed to be allowed to make a choice. Like they tell us that, you know, when they talk about things like abortion, they say it's my body, my choice. Well, you know, consider me to be like a, a male version of a feminist. Like, I, you know, it's my vote. It's my choice. So you get both middle fingers. If you're trying to tell me what to do, you have no right to do that. So so have you ever seen him in a photo op? Yeah, we haven't seen him in any photo ops with Trump. We haven't heard him endorse Donald Trump. Uh, he has never been seen with a MAGA hat. And also, let me ask this. Give me a yes or no. When, when they asked Ice Cube... When they asked Ice Cube, 
why he was challenging the Biden and Trump administrations. Did he say, um, you know, I, I'm doing this because of my taxes? Like, did he say that? Like, was that was that what he was uh, talking about? Was that what he, uh, you know, was that what he was was referring to, or or what did he talk? Did he talk about the black community? Did he talk about getting something for your vote? Yes or no? What, did he say taxes? Was that was that his number one reason? Because Fifty Cent said it, and Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, you know, had his meeting with Trump, and he endorsed the platinum plan, right? He didn't go meet with Biden and then Trump, right? There's a difference between now. now I know SNL. SNL, they, they're a bunch of white people who think black men all look alike. I know they think all the black men are the same, right? Which which makes them consistent with Joe Biden, because when Joe Biden wrote his crime bill in the 1990s, he hired 100,000 police who also thought black people look, look the same. So when they would go looking for a suspect who fit the description, a white woman gets her purse snatched, they would go round up 20 black men and say, pick one, ma'am, pick one. And she say, I think it's him right there. He goes to prison. No proof necessary. These are black men. So they all, they all look alike. You get one. It's just like getting another one. Right. So so here's the deal. Um, this this skit was highly inappropriate for a lot of reasons, because what you've done is you've made a mockery out of the very serious issue of reparations. You've made a mockery, not just of Cube. I mean, I, I imagine Ice Cube is accustomed to people who don't agree with him or maybe even make fun of him. But. Uh, you've made a mockery of the whole concept of reparations by deliberately engaging in propaganda and misinformation that is designed to undermine deliberate efforts by African-Americans that want to actually pursue, or shall we say descendants of slaves? How about that? We'll get more specific with the language. So descendants of slaves who are looking for compensation for the fact that their ancestors had, were raped, castrated, uh, burned alive, beaten to death, uh, consistently dehumanized, robbed of all their wealth, and, uh, and, 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 and obliterated in every imaginable way, had their families completely torn apart. Now, mind you, you don't, you, they've been telling us to cry because little Paco from, from El Salvador is coming across the border. Some illegal family come across the border. They get locked up for a couple of days. They make that national news. But your ancestors have been getting beaten and castrated. Now, these are the people who built America. Lil Paco and his mama, they might have helped build El Salvador. Their ancestors built El Salvador, but they didn't build the United States, right? So, uh, you know, and I know some people think that it's it's kind of it's kind of mean to, to say this, but, you know, I hate to tell you this, but this is your country. This ain't their country. They, they got a country. If I go to their country and say, no, this is my country, they're going to say, what are you talking about? El Salvador is not your country, boys. America is your country. So this is your country. This is your country. And when it's your country, you, you have preference. You can't go to China and say, I deserve to get the same support and respect of, that Chinese people receive. You, you can't do that. They will laugh at you in Chinese. Right. I taught a class in China. They made it clear. They would. They said, we like you. We're not going to mistreat you, but you ain't one of us. I went to the basketball court and I tried to jump in the game and they literally would not even play with me until somebody vouched for me. Somebody literally one of my Chinese students had to vouch for me to get me on the court to get them to even play with me. And I was the best player on the court. They can't play basketball work. But damn, they are terrible basketball players. So I'm sitting there thinking, I, I'm going, I can help you win and you still don't want me. Well, no, it's like, no, you're not one of us. We're China first. So given that we don't know you and you, you're not yellow like us, then we're not, we don't, we don't want to play with you. We don't care how good you are. So, uh, so that, that idea of being black first, 
There's nothing wrong with that. That is actually very natural. There's nothing wrong with that at all. This idea of treating an illegal immigrant the same as you would treat an American citizen who helped build this country is, is insulting to the citizens who built that country when they have not been properly compensated. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. People can twist it into whatever they want to make it into, but that's just what it is. Everybody follows that rule except for you because you've been tricked into following into rules that don't work. So let me keep going. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe. button. if you haven't done it yet, please do that. And also there's my Twitter. And also you can text the word voice to 31996 if you want me to send you notifications. So let me break down this thing with Ice Cube on SNL. And uh, in a few reasons, I'm going to state it very quickly and plainly why SNL's portrayal of Ice Cube wasn't just comedy. It was really it was deeper than just comedy. What you were looking at was propaganda. What you were looking at is white liberal racism. White liberal racism shows its ugly head when you have white liberals who will go out of their way to spread deliberate lies and propaganda and misinformation specifically designed to ensure that black people do not have a come up in this society. White supremacy wasn't just a conservative thing. It wasn't just half the country that engaged in white supremacy. It was the whole country that engaged in white supremacy. Dr. Claude Anderson talks about how after slavery, you were tricked again, because you were educated in a white supremacist system, right? So those of you who have a problem with what I'm saying, I forgive you for you know not what you do because you were probably educated by the very people who want to keep us down. So that's why you walk around, you walk around with the illusion of intelligence. You walk around with the illusion of education when your education was actually an indoctrination. I don't blame you. I had some of that same education. I used to think some of those same things. So I don't even get mad when people say these things. I say, yeah, I used to think that too, back when white people were telling me what my history was, when white people, a white lady from the suburbs was telling me what it means to be an, an intelligent black man, then I believed her and I had a lot of false beliefs. So the only thing worse than an ignorant person is a person who is, it's an ignorant person who thinks that they're smart, right? Have you ever seen that? Somebody who's, not only are they stupid, but they really think they're the smartest person in the room. So they literally do all the talking. They talk louder than you. They yell you down. They try to intimidate you into believing whatever BS that they're, that they're throwing out that's coming out of their mouth, right? You know, and so basically that's what you have. You have a lot of ignorant people who have been falsely led to believe that they are educated and that they are intelligent and that they're somehow superior. And then they become these elitists, many of whom are liberal, and they're the ones who feel that it is their job to educate your ignorant black ass and help you catch up with the 21st century by convincing you that eight-year-olds should be deciding if they want to be a boy or a girl. Oh, grandpa, you're homophobic and you're just, you're so backward, grandpa. You still think that it's the 1950s. Well, maybe grandpa got raised in the era with a lot more common sense than your silly ass who thinks that you're smart because you went to Brown University and got a $250,000 degree so you can get a $40,000 a year job. Am I lying or am I telling the truth? Seriously. That right there might confirm that maybe grandpa had a little more common sense because at least grandpa's pickup truck is fully paid for and he got some good credit and he owns that little farm he's on. Your ass sitting up here working for white folks mad because of the microaggressions and trying to figure out how you struggling in New York City on a $40,000 a year job and you a quarter million dollars in debt. But you're going to tell grandpa that, 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 that he's the one that needs to be educated. 
just shut up, sit down and shut up. We'll work with you. We'll, we'll put you in, uh, in Negro therapy. We will help you overcome your addiction to white supremacy. We will help you get out the white man's crack house, but you got to sit down, shut up and sit still so we can retrain you because you are all the way F the F up. I'm trying not to cuss anymore. I, I probably, that's my, I'm taking a turn over a new leaf. Maybe, maybe it's like a new leaf for my new teeth. Cause I had, I'm getting my dental work. That's why I'm talking a little bit funny because the dentist had to stretch some stuff out, but, but it's a new leaf for the new teeth. So not teeth, it's teeth. So yeah. So, so if you ever wonder why I sound a little bit different, it's because I'm trying to be better. Damn it. I'm trying to be better. So anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done it. Please do that. Also, there's my Twitter. There's my, um, there, you text the word boys to 31996. I'll send you notifications. Let me go in and, and, uh, and as I mentioned this, one thing I want to mention too that's really fascinating, because y'all know, y'all know what I, I mean, those of you who follow, you know what my goal is. My goal is like to figure out what the truth is and to really talk about things in an honest way. And one guy that I love so much is Michael Eric Dyson. And uh, and let me tell you, I love Michael Eric Dyson, but I do not agree with him. I really I love him and I will always honor him as an OG uh, because Michael Eric Dyson was the first public scholar that I ever saw in my life. I met him even before I met Dr. Claude Anderson. Scratch that. I didn't meet him. I saw him. I, I Julianne Malvo, um, actually, she was the first one I heard about. Dyson was the first one I saw. And he's really smart. He talks really fast. He sounds like a rapper. It really works. He's a much better speaker than me. I admire him for that. But let me just tell you this. This is one thing that, that this kind of kind of kind of bothers me about um, about something with Dyson. And this links to this Ice Cube Little Wayne thing. Um, Dyson made a, a quote. He put up a meme that sounded really good, where basically he was pointing out the hypocrisy of many rappers who call women, uh, you know, B's and H's, called them out of their name, which we know is, is inappropriate. And uh, but yet they're being treated like a B by the man who's the biggest B of all. And it sounded really good. It almost rhymed like almost you could put it to music. And that's what Dyson does. He says things that sound he uses these long, fancy four syllable words. And and it sounds really, really cool. And like you could rock it to a beat and everybody loves it because everybody likes preachers and rappers. Like those are two things that black people love. They love preachers and rappers. And they're kind of the same. They kind of do the same job. Just they do it in a different way. Well, the problem I have with that. Was that in Dyson's comment, he was kind of doing what white liberals kind of want us to do, which is to deflect. You know, they, they deflect and they want us to avoid the conversation. The conversation is reparations. That's one of the key conversations that needs to be had. And that's the one that they won't have. Give me a yes or no. Yes or no. Has anybody ever heard Kamala Harris ever say the word reparations in public? Has anybody ever heard? Give me a yes or no. Has he ever said, has she ever said the word reparations in public? Yes or no? What about Joe Biden? What about Joe Biden? Or, or and you could throw Donald Trump in there too if you want to. I mean, sure. We could talk about him as well. Yes or no? Have you ever heard any of them even say the word reparations? Yes or no? Okay, now let me ask you another question. Give me a yes or no on this. Uh, do you think that after that black people, descendants of slaves, deserve reparations? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no. This is a completely loaded, very biased question I'm asking right now. A question where I already know what the answer is. I already know. I've already done the surveys. I know that I'm going to see a big pile of yeses flying through the chat. Everybody answer now. Yes or no. Do you think black people deserve reparations? Descendants of slaves, not not just people who are black, not just not gay people, not not midgets with, with, with a broken ankle. I'm talking about black people who are descendants of slaves. Do we deserve reparations? 
Okay. There are right, there's there's the yeses. Thank you, Monette. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you, Craig. All right. So here's the thing. There are conversations that need to be had. And one tactic of liberal, white racist liberal propaganda is that when there's a conversation that needs to be had, they uh they, they deflect. I think that um uh our relationship coach, me and Alicia have a relationship coach so that we learn how to fight appropriately. It's really helpful. I highly recommend it. And one thing that he called, I think he called it gaslighting. Gaslighting is when you ask somebody a direct question, they feed you a bunch of BS. Some of y'all got partners. Some of y'all are in relationships with people who will gaslight the hell out of you. You know, like you try to talk about something that's really important that you've been bringing up over and over and over again. And every time they just, they're like, well, you know, the chicken's ready. And you're like, yeah, but, but, I need to know, did you did you sleep with that girl? Well, you know, uh, you know, I uh, I gotta pick Sarah up at school today. Um, you know, but, but but I need to know, did you did you sleep with her? Well, I I, I mean I told you I I I have you know I, what what are you huh who who are you talking what what I can't hear you what what no the girl did I did I pick up the pearls you know right they they play blind deaf dumb and stupid when you're trying to really ask a serious question. So here's what they do they they gaslight. Black people in a significant way uh, where they won't even say the word reparations. They are understanding marching orders to not even say the word. They avoid the word like the plague. They will do interviews. They don't do real interviews with real black people who are going to ask some real questions. They tried that with Charlemagne. They didn't know. I guess they didn't do their homework and realize that I'm, me and Charlemagne are friends. And I talked to him before the interview. So they said, okay, we're going to be playing safe now. We're going to go talk to Cardi B. We're going to go bring in the Migos because they can't, they, 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 they can't read. So, so they're not going to ask too many hard questions. We're going to bring in Angela Rye. She's just trying to get a job. She's trying to get up close to Kamala. Roland Martin trying to get a job, trying to get back on TV. So we need the safe Migos. We can't go talking to black people that's really going to ask questions. And, uh, and so they, it allows them to gaslight. So that's why Angela Rye asked Kamala Harris, Instead of asking her about reparations, she asked her, who is your favorite rapper? Even though Kamala has been asked who her favorite rapper is over and over again. Every time she messes up the question, right? She thinks Tupac is still alive or something. I don't know. Or they, she listened to Biggie in college, even though she was in college in the 80s. I, I can't remember. It's crazy, right? But I, at the end of the day, I don't really care who your favorite rapper is. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't. I know. I know who my favorite rapper is. I don't need to know who your favorite rapper is. What does that have to do with the very serious topic of reparations, Right. So SNL, when they did this skit, this was not an accident. This was not just, oh, we just making fun of everybody. We just, we, satire is the medicine of those who are under duress. And we just want to bring the country together with laughter. No, this was all intentional. Why, why was it intentional? Well, if you go back and you look at the data, which they could have done with a 30-second Google search, they would realize that even though these black men all look alike, Ice Cube is not the same as 50 Cent. 50 Cent did say that I'm voting for Trump because of taxes. Well, why wasn't Keenan playing 50 Cent? I mean, is it because he's just chubby? He's like, maybe they thought, okay, well, you know, he, he Keenan's kind of big. He looks a little bit like Doughboy did back in Boys in the Hood. So maybe that was their thought process. Or maybe they just weren't doing their homework deliberately. Maybe they were gaslighting. Like, okay, we're going to lump Ice Cube in with Lil Wayne who had a very different agenda. 
Lil Wayne's a Trump guy. Lil Wayne endorsed Trump. Lil Wayne did the photo op. Lil Wayne didn't do his homework. Lil Wayne, from what I understand, did not compile a team of experts and scholars together to design a contract with Black America. Lil Wayne didn't even mention Black people. He mentioned ownership, which is important. And again, it's his right to go meet with Trump. It's every bit of his right. But Lil Wayne is not Ice Cube. Lil Wayne, Ice Cube was not, he, he, you had 50 Cent, you had Lil Wayne, you had Cardi B, you had some other artists that were all involved in this. The contract with Black America was over here as a very serious document that everybody should take a look at that was designed by several Black scholars who consulted and supported Cube in using his platform on behalf of Black people, which some of y'all ridiculous, pathetic Negroes don't appreciate, which is crazy to me. You ain't got to agree with it, but my God, at least say thank you for using your wealth and power to support Black folks when you ain't got to, uh, he going to be rich no matter what. This man's movies have made $500 million or more. He could easily just focus on his taxes and leave it at that. He could have easily done a 50 cent. So I'm not telling you to say, you know, I agree with you. You don't have to do that. But at least say thank you for giving a damn about people that are being consistently ignored by both sides of the aisle. Can't you at least find the decency or the intelligence to at least have some degree of appreciation for what the man was trying to do? I'm not trying to be I don't I am not jocking another dude. This is not this but I I saw the contract. So I'm hearing about this contract and my I came in as a skeptic. I was like, "Yeah, Ice Cube's one of my favorite rappers, but but what what is this contract with Black America? All right, well, I'll give the brother a shot. Let me see. At least he's trying. Ain't nobody else trying nothing for Black people. That's why Black people are losing cuz ain't nobody really trying. Okay, so let me just read this thing. I'm like I'm reading like, "Okay, oh, oh, wait. I'm reading the paragraphs like, and then blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh wow, okay, wow, this does not, this does not look like somebody just wrote this, you know, on the side of the bed on on a Tuesday morning. This looks like somebody did some research. I, I scholars know scholars, like rappers know rappers. They they know good lyrics from bad lyrics, right? So I'm kind of like the scholarly version of an expert lyricist, right? So scholars know how scholars talk. So I'm reading this and I'm like, there's no way you could convince me that there were not PhDs involved in the construction of these ideas and in this rhetoric. This this was this was like, whoa, this is something that's that's legit. This is legit. And if they do half of this, then black people will move forward along. I mean, I'm talking about covering everything from dealing with the fact that black folks can't get money to buy homes to police brutality, you know, to, to all these, every other issue in between. And I said, man, this is really good. So just out of support, just doing what I thought was logical. I said, you know what? I don't even know whose radar I'm on. I know I have a platform, but I'm not a, I'm not a, a hip hop legend. Um, but, but I'm just going to go and just support this brother because that's what black men are supposed to do. Part of the reason that your team does not win team black people loses is because some of y'all Negroes are so scared and weak need that you will watch another black man go out on the battlefield and get his brains blown out and die on the field all by himself. Cause you too damn scared to go out and give him some backup. Seriously, you won't even back him up. You just sit there like, oh, Lord Jesus, they done, they done look at what they done did to Ice Cube, y'all. Oh, Lord, what, what is we going to do? That's why you don't step out there, because you jump out there, they going to come get you. Come on, man. 
Seriously, even if you are all about Biden, that's okay. But at least say, you know what? I'm glad that a black man pushed out some intelligent ideas because they don't talk to intelligent black men. You want to know why black men are mad? It's because you ignore the hell out of us and think we're supposed to line up like some little punks and back you up and just do whatever you tell us to do. I'm sorry, but real men ain't built like that. I'm not doing that. I'm not voting for something that makes no sense to me. I, I am the head, I'm the head of a family. A man that heads a household cannot just follow the crowd and do what everybody else is doing because that is in complete contradiction to everything I've been led to believe since I was a little boy. So, so, so if you want to know why a lot of brothers and sisters, good women, you got a lot of good black women out there. And I want to say thank you, by the way, to those women that really understand what I'm talking about here, that are at least hearing me. You ain't got to agree up to the ones that are at least hearing me. I want to say thank you because, because at the end of the day, black men are usually not being heard unless they busting raps or dribbling basketballs or they walk around wearing a goddamn dress. Seriously, that's the only time black men are getting heard by this society is when they putting on a dress, the rapper Lil Nas dressed like Nicki Minaj for Halloween. I don't know nothing about that shit. I don't even dislike the guy, but goddamn, what, what is this, man? Seriously. Like Billy Porter running around prancing around like Princess Leia and shit. Don't, don't nobody, you got a whole army, millions of black men who are there. We are present. We are taking care of our kids. We are educated. We are busting our ass. We are good people, ain't breaking the law, living good lives, and not even included in the conversation on any damn level. So when brother saw Ice Cube doing what he did and working with other intelligent black people to do it, a lot of us were saying, you go, man. That is great, brother. Thank you. Excellent work. And so I and so I, I did. So what I did was I hit up Willie D, uh, you know, who's a, a, a legitimate friend of mine. And I said, you know what? I said, this brother's trying to run the ball down the field. I said, the least we can do is block for him. That's just like, like in football. I, or you see somebody on your team trying to score points on the basketball court. You can at least box them, box out, play defense, grab a rebound to do something. You don't sit there and watch while one person tries to go and conquer the world by themselves. You, you don't do that. So, so what I'm sitting there trying to say is that when I saw that skit by SNL, I saw something deeper than just a comedy skit. I saw the deliberate use of propaganda and misinformation designed to suppress the African-American vote. They do not want to hear from the men, the black men that Ice Cube, and, and women as well, that Ice Cube was representing when he went out there with those ideas. He sat on the phone with Dr. Claude Anderson, one of the smartest black men in the history of this country. He sat on the phone with him. And so when he's debating, he's not out there by himself. He's got an army of brothers and sisters that have that have prepared him, that have blocked for him, counseled him, coached him, shared information with him. And, and what I respected about it was he was taking it all in. He didn't go out there haphazardly just running his mouth. But what they basically said in the, with, with this skit is, Negro, we need you to shut up and rap. It's like they say, shut up and dribble. You're here for our entertainment, boy. We do not want you involved in grown folks' conversations. Your job is to do as you're told. And if you don't do as you're told, then we're going to remind you who's in control. 
So SNL, with their platform with millions of people, said, oh, let's just replace. We know it's 50 Cent. We know that 50 Cent and, and Lil Wayne were the guys who did the, the, the BS with Trump. But we're going to replace 50 and we're going to put Ice Cube in there. And, and either way, they're going to think it's funny because they don't know the difference. All the black men look alike. No different from when Donald Trump wanted to give the death penalty to the entire Central Park Five. He was like, I'm just mad right now and I just want somebody to go to jail. So those are your, those are the four ne- five Negroes you picked out. Go ahead and just give them all the death penalty because it doesn't matter which one you take away. Just take them all away. Just kill them all. Right. So 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 the, the racism that you see on the right is very similar to the racism you see on the left. And at the end of the day, this skit was reflective of something deeper and more sinister than just a joke. If you think it's just a joke, then you're probably the kind of person who also says things like, oh, it's just entertainment. And anybody who understands entertainment knows there ain't no such thing as just entertainment. Entertainment always contains a subconscious message going back to when Sigmund Freud, one of the greatest psychologists and experts on the subconscious mind in the history of all mankind, was consulting with corporate America to convince white women to start smoking more cigarettes by convincing them that the ultimate sign of symbolism was to take away the cigarette, which he figured out that subconsciously this was a phallic symbol that represented the man's penis. So he said, if you position it this way, the ads this way, then you can make women believe subconsciously that by smoking a cigarette, they are taking away the man's power and his power is in his penis. And next thing you know, white women are all smoking cigarettes, trying to prove that they're the same as men. This is real. I mean, this is this is common knowledge in our household. Our children know this because their mother is an expert on the subconscious mind. She's an expert on on programming. So anybody who thinks that it's just entertainment um, and, and you can't be bought or convinced to leave that particular ideology should probably not even be here right now. You should probably just leave class right now because you're not you're not capable of processing any of this because you're upset that these ideas are not consistent with whatever preconceived beliefs you walked into this discussion with. At least be open-minded enough to say, hmm, maybe that's a possibility. Anyway, let me keep going. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. If you want to get text notifications, you can text the word voice to 31996. That's right there in the ticker symbol, but down below. And then also we actually own a black social media platform that operates a lot like Facebook. It's called Black Enough. It's a play off the word black enough. This is our word. We own it. It's trademarked. Uh, so that's the URL. It's blagenough.com. B-L-A-G-G. E-N-U-F, blagenough.com. So feel free to go take a look and join. And you can also find people that live in your same community, stuff like that. So so let's 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 let me just finish up with this with this discussion. So uh a few reasons why SNL skit was incredibly problematic is because uh it was full of misinformation. Ice Cube never endorsed Donald Trump, even though they gave the implication that that he did. Um he never wore, he's never been seen wearing a MAGA hat. Uh that meme was uh it was Photoshop. And it was designed basically to um, to to discredit Cube. When people don't want to have the conversation, they will. The, the, it's easier to discredit you than to debate you, especially if you're armed with facts and intelligence. If you're armed with facts, strategy, and intelligence, they don't want to debate you. That's why when Ice Cube wanted to go on CNN and he was going to go on, they originally canceled him. The only reason that they eventually had him on was because he called them out on his Twitter Twitter following with millions of people that knew about CNN's propaganda. So because they didn't want the propaganda to be exposed, they brought Ice Cube in. But right after Ice Cube's interview in which he defended himself against deliberate misinformation that was presented by Chris Cuomo, go watch the interview. In the beginning, Chris Cuomo insinuates 
that he uh, created the platinum plan and that he met with Donald Trump. Ice Cube said, I never met with Trump and I did not create the platinum plan. He said, my plan is the contract with black America. That is his plan. That is not. So, so, so it's fascinating to me. Now pay attention now. CNN builds itself as what? What's their slogan? Can anybody guess what their slogan is? Their slogan is what? The most trusted name in news. Their slogan is the most trusted name in news. So, so they build themselves as these uh, in journalists of high integrity. And I and I remember when I was at Syracuse, we had an excellent media school at Syracuse. I knew a lot of the black students. They would all come talk to me because I was doing more media than their professors were doing. And I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. But but I talked to them, you know, and told them what I knew. And I remember that. One thing about media is that journalists that are really good at what they do tend to be real serious about things like fact checking. Like most serious journalists go out of their way to, I mean, when if you've ever seen the best journalists really do their job, they will fact check and then they'll fact check the fact check. Like they will triple check, like, you know, and, and to the point, like if you look old school, like the way the Washington Post and stuff like that will run stories, if there was anything that was even ambiguously possibly not true, they wouldn't run the story. Like they really would go like, and I remember being very impressed with that level of journalistic thoroughness. I, I used to perceive journalists to be the most thorough people that I know. And when I see CNN that, that gets, that misses a couple of key facts that you easily could have confirmed on a 30 second Google search, that tells me that you're kind of just like the China, when the Chinese have state-sponsored news where the government is telling them what to say, that's pretty much what you are now. You've become a propaganda machine, which really breaks my heart because I was on C- I've was i been on CNN dozens of times. I used to think CNN was the most trusted name in news. They are not anymore. They have become Fox News. That's what they become the liberal version of Fox News. And we know Fox, I mean, Fox has been lying out since out the gate. Like we knew what Fox was all about back in the day. Like we just knew when Fox came out that they were like, we're going to tell a bunch of lies that's going to get Republicans elected and we're going to scare old people and all this other. Now CNN has reduced itself to whatever Fox is on the right. They're, they're, they're kind of one and the same right now. And it's very um, sad, honestly, because it's very hard for people that want facts to actually find facts. You know, usually what they'll do is they'll take the facts, process the facts, and then come to you with their spin on the facts. And I think that's a problem. Now, somebody said, you know, Boyce Watkins watches Fox. Yes, I do. I watch Fox. I watch CNN. I watch MSNBC. I watch everything in between. I watch, I take in information from all sources because here's what I figured out. And this is something that might help some of you. I look at it like a courtroom, right? If you have a courtroom and you're the judge, the judge is supposed to listen to all facts and information from everybody. They listen to the defense attorney. The defense attorney is going to try to convince you that their client is innocent and sweet and the most wonderful person you'll ever meet. The prosecutor is going to try to convince you that the uh, defendant is a, a piece of crap who's never done anything good for anybody in his life and he's definitely guilty. So the lawyer, the, so the judge doesn't say like, "Look, I'm not going to listen to the defense attorney because I know he's biased." Right. Or or I'm just only going to listen to a prosecutor because I, I know the son of a bitch is guilty. I know he's guilty. I know he did it. Right. No, no good judge would do that. A fair judge is going to say, OK, counselor, you give your argue, your opening argument. And then, OK, uh, uh, would you like to um, rebut the argument? Like, what is your counter argument? Right. So so the judge. But see, this starts with the fundamental assumption that the judge is seeking actual truth, that the judge is not a bad judge. 
If you're a bad judge, then of course, yeah, you're going to be crooked. You, maybe you believe that they're innocent because somebody paid you some money, or maybe you believe that they're guilty because you want to see black men go to jail, right? But a good judge doesn't do that. A good judge wants to hear all sides, right? And so I would argue that the smarter among you, not everybody's the same, not everybody's equally smart, um, but those of you who are trying to be smart, I would encourage you to consider being a good judge and saying, you know, I am going to hear what Fox has to say, because maybe Fox is going to present some facts. Like, for example, the Hunter Biden story about Joe Biden's little crackhead son that's been that did all these deals that that's going to get him in trouble. Fox has interesting facts on that, and they verified those facts. But then with CNN, when they talk about Trump and how often Trump lies and and everything else and his kids and how much money they're making off of you know being him being in the White House. I like hearing that too. I'm like, wow, he did all that. Ooh, wow, man. And then I go to a neutral source, maybe a, a C-SPAN, right? Where they're just going to let you watch the press conference, give you facts and information, and then and they're not going to spin it for you, right? So if you want to really get to the truth, you have to decide that that's what you want, right? But, but then sometimes we just decide, I only want a truth that is going to be consistent with what I believe the truth to be. It's like if, if, if your wife says, honey, do I look fat in this dress? And your wife is 400 pounds. She don't really want the truth. She doesn't want it. She doesn't. She's, I'm sorry. She doesn't. And don't tell her the truth. She's, it's going to hurt her feelings. Right? No, you'll be like, well, babe, you know, you are kind of big. You are looking kind of hefty right now. You don't do that. Right? You say, no, babe, you are beautiful. You're the most beautiful woman in the world. Knowing that you're lying. Right? But you give her facts, facts that confirm whatever it is that you need her to believe in that moment that's going to make the situation work. Okay? So anyway, um, uh, that that's it. I, I think that this 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 skit with Ice Cube, um, you know, for, again, he he never wore MAGA hat. He ne- he never even met with Donald Trump. Uh, I don't know if he's ever met him before, but I I know that they didn't. He didn't meet with him directly. Uh, they, CNN again uh, implied that he did. Uh, also, the skit on Saturday Night Live implied that he endorsed Trump and that he spoke in favor of Trump because of taxes. That's just not true. That was what 50 Cent did. That's what Little Wayne did. And this idea of sort of blending all black men together, that's consistent with what we've been dealing with for 400 years. And, and really, if you want to just get to the bottom line, and the reason why I take this very seriously is because, you know, SNL, uh, as subtle as it may seem, like it, to, to say that they just, you know, they're just being funny, um, they actually are a minstrel show for black people. They present minstrel shows on a regular basis. There was one skit I saw where um, L- Leslie Jones uh, went uh, on this show called Black Jeopardy, and they were uh, in the and basically the question was your boss wants to take fifty dollars a week out of your paycheck to put in your four hundred one k, and she says uh, you better give me my you better give me my fifty dollars so I can buy me some scratch offs. Now that sounds funny, right? Like, ah, black people they don't be investing, black people don't be saving no money, black people gonna buy some scratch offs. That's funny, right? And you've learned to laugh at your own misery. But here's the problem. The same people who laugh at the sketches, who think that they're just jokes or skits, right? Those same people are the ones who will go whine and cry when studies come out that show that black wealth is expected to drop to zero by the year 2053. Those same people who think it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious and just so accurate that black people would rather buy scratch offs than uh, than invest are the same ones who will then whine and cry and go pray to white Joe Biden to help them because black wealth is expected to drop. Medium black wealth is dropping to zero by the year 2053. So you got to understand that when you have buffoonery and coonery and minstrel shows,
the future. Black people don't do healthy things. Black people don't do things. They don't educate their children. Black people don't try to build wealth, right? So do you understand what I'm saying? When they try to tell you that it's just entertainment, I hope that you'll realize there ain't no such thing as just entertainment. Entertainment shapes reality. I, I'll give you an example with white people. Um, when Star Trek came out, millions of little white boys decided they wanted to go work for NASA because they watched Star Trek. Star Trek is completely fictional, right? But they put the show on TV. Millions of little white boys all said, I want to go up and work for NASA. Now they all work at NASA, right? Uh, when A Different World came out, when Bill Cosby, you know, I know y'all have been told that Bill Cosby's worthless and he's no good. Uh, but Bill Cosby, let me tell you one good thing he did. When he put out A Different World, Millions of black youth said, I want to go to an HBCU. Millions of little black girls said, how many, give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no if anybody ever felt this way. Millions, uh, and shout out to, um, shout out to uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, by the way. Malcolm is um, uh, one of my Facebook friends. We had a, a nice, healthy debate. And I want to make sure I make a point to say that when this brother approached me, he approached me because he was concerned about my positions on voting and elections. And I respectfully shared my perspective. And let me say what I loved about talking to Malcolm is he he he, dis, he let, made it clear he didn't agree with me, but he did it in a way that respected me as a black man. He, he came at me with a B1 black first ideology. Like, I respect you. Um, I just want to understand your perspective more. I said, ain't this a bitch? In the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of all this ignorance, here's a black man who's approaching me with respect and, and respectfully saying, I disagree with you, but I do want to hear you. Black man, you are heard. And that's all people want. All people want to do is be heard. You know, so shout out to Malcolm. Also, shout out. There's another brother I know from a different world. I only know two people from a different world of Cosby, that, that space. The other one's uh, Tempest Bledsoe and, um, and my boy, uh, uh, he played Ron, Daryl Bell. Daryl Bell. Daryl Bell has been my buddy for, for years. I love Daryl Bell. He's a great guy. And, and so what I just want to say to you is, is that all of this and the way it's being done, long term, it's going to be a big problem, for, for especially for the Democratic Party. Um, the black voting base has gotten far more intelligent. There are lots of black people who, even if they disagree with what I'm saying, even if they think I'm the biggest asshole on the planet for saying what I'm saying right now, they're hearing this. They're, they're not, they can't, they're, they're angry. People get angry because they're like, you're saying something I don't want to hear right now because my anger at Trump, my fear of Trump or the Proud Boys or whatever has overridden my desire to improve my community. It's overridden anything that you can say. Right. So when somebody's in that state where they're that mad, where they're not going to hear anything that you want to say, that that's there's going to be a natural reaction to that. But after the dust settles and after the election's over, they're going to look back. And when they're figuring out what the next move is going to be, they're going to say, OK, how do we deal with some of what Boyce and some of these other people were saying? So really, there's a price you pay to being ahead of your time. If you remember, just to go back to Ice Cube, when Ice Cube said, you know, fuck the police back in uh, back in 1990. I remember I, I played that song and my daddy was a cop. I had that song blasting in my house and my dad was a cop. He comes home. And of course, he, he ain't too happy to hear that song. Right. I'm a little teenager. I'm just, you know, I still remember hearing Ice Cube. You know, I hear a great booming voice. I'm like, OK, it's my favorite group. And uh, and everybody, you know, at that time, the whole world was against. Him. I mean, the CIA, FBI, all of them were trying to take take down NWA because they were saying F the police. Well, guess what? Three years later. The Rodney King incident occurred, and suddenly people were like, oh, remember those guys that we were condemning because they were saying, F the police, maybe they're right. 
And then 30 years later, you have all these shootings and suddenly people are repeating what, you know, guys like Cube were saying back 25, 30 years ago. Well, the same thing is true now. Maybe some of the stuff that we're saying now are the things where some people won't, are going to get it now. And then some people are going to just be mad about it for 20 years and your children are going to get it. But y'all know that what I'm saying is not completely off base. Y'all know those people don't respect you. Y'all know that reparations should be an agenda item for anybody that claims to be an ally of black people. If you claim to be an ally of black people and you know that we are owed $15 trillion and you ain't even acknowledging that, how in the hell can you then turn around and say I'm an ally of black people when you're not even acknowledging all the money that we're owed and the fact that we were robbed and beaten and castrated and our ancestors were killed over this and you won't even talk about it? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? That is not your friend. That is not your friend. So anyway, um, I'm going to go, guys. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. My Instagram is The Real Voice Watkins. It's right there on the page. So feel free to follow me on Instagram, uh, but only if you like intelligent conversations. I don't like stupid stuff. I like to I like to have a little bit of fun, but at the end of the day, we're going to be serious because we're serious people. And we accomplish things. We get things done. We solve problems. Uh, also, if you want a free e-copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar, you can actually get it at um, allblackeconomics.com. So feel free to go to allblackeconomics.com. There's the URL. So um, uh, feel free to go to allblackeconomics.com. You get a free copy of the book, and you can text the word BOYCE to 31996 to get notifications, things like that. I will be doing election coverage. Um, I wasn't sure about it at first, but then I just realized there's so many people uh, that, that are black first that would like to hear from a black perspective. So what I decided to do was invite experts from the black community that can't get on CNN, that can't get on Fox, that don't fit into those boxes that really fit into the black box. So we're creating a black box that you can come into. And if you are an expert, if you have something to say and you're good or whatever, um, come, you know, feel free to go follow me on Facebook, go to my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, send me a personal note, let me know your background and I'll try to see if I can get you in here. And I'll try to, I'm trying to bring people in uh, th through this method, but it, it didn't work so well this time, but I'm gonna keep trying. So uh, talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Be good. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.